As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey y'all, welcome all to uh, another episode of uh, Old Men Yell at Cloud. Um, I'm Jim Schultz and I'm here with uh, Fraser and Niles Crane. Hello! <laughs> Why, yes, it's me, Television's Fraser. <laughs> yeah. Can I be Eddie? Yeah, sure. Alright. Woof. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Fraser. You can be the dad. Hey, Fraser. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm TV's Frazier. Waka waka. <laughs> he says that, right? All yeah. the time. So, um, we're gonna be <laughs> we're gonna be doing some fucking weird shit today. So, uh, my guest <laughs> is uh, is a repeat guest, uh, my good friend, Mr. Tom Ribeiro. Uh, you may remember him from such shows as The Golden Girls and um, Frazier uh, as Eddie the Dog. That was me. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Battles episode of Old Man Yellow Cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, All today, classics. Yeah, so I, I basically was like, Tom, come on the show, and he was like, no. And I was like, please, and he was like, no, and I was like, I'll let you pick the album, and he was like, I'll think about it. And then last night, he was like, all right, I've got four albums. And so he brought the albums over, he didn't tell us what they were, he brought us over, and he made his pick, and we settled on. What Do you want to tell us what the album is, Tom? Yes, we settled on uh, Tiny Tim's God Bless Tiny Tim. So get ready for a fucking weird fucking episode. Um, Strap in. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got to say that uh, the, the my extent of Tiny Tim knowledge is fucking tip throw through the tulips and then the song from Spongebob. Um, and I thought we were about to get 40 minutes of just a fucking weirdo play, playing the ukulele. And uh, uh, we were uh, pretty pretty surprised by what we actually got. So this is, uh, is going to be an interesting episode. Yeah. It's the first time we we've done something that like you have no knowledge prior knowledge of even right. though you're the uh, it was your pick technically. Yeah. I wonder if we should start doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, uh, sure, I'll I'll just pick something. I, I have all sorts of random shit in my collection from like my dad and and Gita's dad and and stuff Same. like that. Can do the the singing nun next time. <laughs> yeah, I've got the uh, the Moog Electric Orchestra performing uh, the score to Star Wars. Uh, so it's the entire first film score just done with Moogs. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
I think we were also going to do, uh, I mean, you're familiar with this, but you had mentioned at some point we're going to do the music from The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Yes, that is actually on the schedule. That's Wait, great. you have that on... I don't um, have it. Christopher, I got it on vinyl. vinyl. Oh, yeah, it was, it was a fucking to-do to get it on <laughs> vinyl as well. Because it was, it was a record store exclusive. <laughs> this is going to make me sound like a fucking real asshole for something real dumb. Um, <laughs> it was a record store day exclusive, so I was checking out... Um, I was closest to a Newbury Comics at that point. And so I was checking their schedule and everything to like seeing when they would open so I could get there and get in line and get the fucking Adventures of Pete and Pete soundtrack on vinyl. And um, they everything posted had normal hours. So I went there at their normal hours. They were long open. Everything was picked clean. They had like nothing left. So I sent an angry email to them being like, guys, what the fuck? I have been your customer for like, <laughs> oh, you pulled that card. You pulled a, you pulled a Karenator? Yeah, no, I did. I, uh, I, I was the living embodiment of my father for a few minutes there. Sometimes you gotta. Yeah. And, uh, and to their credit. Harness your inner dad. To their credit, they were like, actually, there is one left in the chain and we'll set it aside for you if you're willing to go there and pick it up. So I picked one up from the Faneuil Hall location and they, uh, they made it right. They were, they were good about it. So, uh. Uh, kudos to Newbury Comics. On Good that. on you. Yeah. So is it mostly Polaris or, or are there it's other all bands? Polaris? It's all Polaris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all. Uh, is it? What's it's his name? Mark. Mc- Mark Mulcahy. Mulcahy. Yeah, it's uh, it's Miracle Legion minus one dude. Yeah. So like we're, they had like proper records outside of Pete and Pete, right? They weren't just like they weren't like put together for as Pete as Miracle <laughs> as Miracle Legion. Yes. Uh, this entire soundtrack is Polaris and I don't think Polaris did anything else. Oh, OK. So they were. Hmm. They but, were like exclusively Polaris for this program. Yeah, it's it's like if we kicked Deegan out of desk and then like build ourselves as something else it's to start, do like a soundtrack for something. Yeah, do you like the soundtrack to I don't know Big Mouth or something? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the obvious. That's point. the equivalent of Pete and Pete these days, right? <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah. Question about Pete and Pete. So there was that episode where they were looking for the band. That was Polaris, right? That was Polaris. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. And that song is on the record. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that worked out really well. Um, not to uh, change the subject here and fucking take this show down, but uh, we just—I think we need to uh, um, go ahead and just just say uh, how terrible it is that we lost Neil Pert uh, this week. Jesus Christ! Yeah, no kidding. That was a that, very that w- unexpected. I, I didn't well, have I, any I, indication that that he was. Uh, suffering from I, brain cancer. I, I thought there was some sort of, like, I thought that he, when he announced that he was retiring, that he mentioned something about his health. So his he's, he mentioned that he couldn't do it anymore because of arthritis. Mm. And I remember hearing that and going, that doesn't seem like something, like, I feel like you can kind of get through arthritis. Yeah, I mean, I mean just look at him. Like, he, do you think he gives a shit about whether he has arthritis? Like, yeah. he, just, he just looks angry when he plays. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I I, knew that something was kind of up when that happened, but I was like, all right, maybe he's just, you know, he he's getting old and he doesn't really want to tour anymore. But yeah, then, you know, you read the article and I guess he's been battling with the brain cancer for several years, so it all kind of lines up. But yeah, that was really, uh, really upsetting. Um, I was driving when I found out and I was like, what the fuck? And then they, that was probably one of the first times I think uh, I've gotten like emotionally choked up over a celebrity death. I mean, I was pretty upset about Chris Cornell, but I wasn't like devastated. I mean, I was pretty devastated about this one as a as somebody who's been influenced pretty heavily by his drumming. I mean, you guys. Yeah. I mean, it just it just sucks play, to know so. that they'll you'll never get to see them live again, or you know, yeah, there's no exactly. hope of a new record or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really the big thing. Whenever you have a celebrity death. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't have anything in my own personal life that I can compare with that in terms of celebrity deaths. The closest I have, and uh, I am being genuinely sincere when I say this, I'm not meaning to belittle um, your reaction to Neil Pert or anything like that, but it was uh, Bob Einstein. Yeah. Bob oh, Einstein yeah. dying. That, that hit me, man. That yeah. hit me. Yeah, we're not going to... And uh, actually, as of this airing, what is the January 18th is the new season? Yeah, we're going to get new curb in like no, 10 days. going to get no Funkhauser. No Funkhauser. It's going to be a glaring omission as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. He was like the best part of that show. <laughs> so, uh, you're my best friend, Larry. He's <laughs> not, not my best friend. Um, all right. Anyways, not enough with the fucking sad stuff. Uh, now we're gonna get weird. Yeah, I'm very disappointed. We're, we're talking about music. We're talking about feelings. Like, what, what the fuck is the fast uh, food? Actually, I gotta talk about me being angry for a second, Patrick. Um, you need to fucking talk to some of your people and have them fucking get their act together at McDonald's. <laughs> some of my people. Yes. <laughs> Is, yeah, because, is Patrick so, responsible for McDonald's? Uh, well, I mean, he went there enough where they had a personalized mug for him. Oh, that's good <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, no, so I've gone to McDonald's like twice in the last three weeks. Both times, I went through the drive-thru because I'm not a fucking like garbage person. I'm not going to walk inside there. And I, I was told at their... First off, splitting up the drive-thru, what the fuck? Real dumb decision. They're confusing as all fucking get out. No one knows where the fuck they're going. Uh, people will go in front of other people. Whoever's at the window has no fucking clue what's going on. They'll be like, oh, did you have the... And they'll name some, like, ungodly amount of food that the fucking, like, rat person ahead of me in line has ordered. (laughs) And it's like, no, I just had, like, the fries and the McDouble. And eventually, like, it works. But here's the thing. So that's kind of cutting to the the problem that I have that you need to report to your people. Um, I will go and order something real standard. Like, I'll get, like, fries and a McDouble. That's yeah. about as basic as it gets. They should be churning out like literally billions of those a day. Every time it's it's just going to be a few minutes. Can you pull up there or worse? There's already someone pulled up there where they're telling me to pull up. And a couple of the drive through quote unquote, reserved spots are filled. Like, why do they have those? Why are there like that's built into their plan right now to have people waiting for drive through to the point where they reserve spots for those people that have to wait? It doesn't make any sense because like it. it I mean, it was perfectly fine before. It was totally fine before. <laughs> the the like, system was fine to begin with. Now they're just like they're trying people to, out of line. Yeah, they're trying to churn out more shit, and they're doing it by creating like weird new lines by having you instead <laughs> waiting. Like you're instead having you wait in a line. Like you're now in the spot where you have to awkwardly pull up beyond the window and sit next to like the weird entrance that no one ever uses unless they're trying to kill themselves <laughs> and take up the first two like of the drive-through reserve right. spots, which is a fucking it, dumb thing. Well, like, the reserve spot should really be for the people who order the weird shit or, or like, just, you know, ungodly amounts, not for someone who's getting a McDouble and and fries. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, You should be the one who gets pushed through first. And, like, if you're getting something like fucking, I don't know, hotcakes or one of those, like, (laughs) weird shit off the menu. And and I know this because my wife actually likes the hotcakes there and (laughs) so often I'll get them for, but, like... They, they probably make them, like, what, once a month, if at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if uh, if you're getting, like, a weird... Like, if you're getting, like, a weird custom order or something, I could see that. But for yeah. the most part, they're not cooking to order. That is the very definition of fast food. It's not cooked to order. It should be prepped and ready to go. What the fuck is happening? Why are they not prepping the food? And if they are, like, why can't they keep up with, like, the demand that they know exists to the point where they have built their infrastructure around having, like, reserved parking spaces? I agree. Talk to your people. I will. Anyways, <laughs> you're a true McDonald's diplomat here. You you said all the right things. I did. I, I, I'm, I'm, 
Listen, I, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you that you told me in person. I'm really glad that you told me in person instead of taking it to the internet because now we can have a reasonable discussion and I, I can take this back to my people and we'll try to work something out for you, Christopher. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Please enjoy McDonald's. <laughs> take this coupon. Uh, coupons are a different thing for a different day, my friend. Yeah. Here, take this trash paper and carry it with you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. Um... God bless Tiny Tim. 1968. Fucking crazy. All right, God bless Tiny Tim is the first album by Tiny Tim, uh, as he fucking mentions in the second song. Uh, (laughs) Released in 1968 on the Reprise label, it included Tip Throat Through the Tulips With Me, the song which made him famous, a version of I Got You Babe, and a collection of more obscure songs. Many of the songs have humorous lyrics, if you can call it that, uh, are sung for humorous effect. I don't think he intended to do that. Or have an have an un- unexpected hook. Yes, I'm just gonna say, I, for someone who comes out of this saying like I know very little about Tiny Tim, you are assigning a lot of uh, yeah, really motivation are. here that, that I, mean, I don't think you is don't accurate. Think he's trying to be funny. I think he is. He, he got his start on like Rowan and Martin's laughing and shows like that. Like he was he was a legit like doing the comedy circuit. And also like keep in mind the songs are from like the turn of the century. Like, <laughs> humor was was like a bit uh, a bit yeah. different. All right, then. fair enough, fair enough. Uh, it is widely praised, but was not released on CD until the late 1990s, and then only in Japan. It was later it was later re-released on CD in 2013 with a number of bonus tracks that include alternative and instrumental versions of the album songs and non-album singles. Uh, produced by Richard Perry, who also produced, produced Captain Beefheart's first album, Safe as Milk. That makes uh, sense. Captain Beefcake. Yes, <laughs> Captain Beefcake. Captain Beefcake. Yeah, as Patrick said, <laughs> I, I called the Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> And we, we were talking about, like, taking a, a picture of the trout mask replica face and, like, superimposing it on a fucking beefcake bun. <laughs> yeah. There's your meme right there. So he actually didn't write a bunch of the songs. The songs were written by a, a variety of composers, uh, most uh, from the early 20th century and uh, most rather obscure, although I Got You Babe was by Sonny Bono, as we all know, and uh, Stay Down Here Where You Belong was by Irving Berlin. Um, and then it just goes on to talk about how Tim uh, sings in his unusual falsetto style for some of the songs, but actually doesn't really do it through the whole album, which which I was afraid of. I was afraid it was going to be him singing falsetto. Oh, he does some baritone the, stuff here. Falsetto and, and he's playing the ukulele. Range. He does. He really yeah, does. He has a crazy range. It's insane. <laughs> With that being said, strap in. Patrick, what's your favorite song on God Bless Tiny Tim? <laughs> wow. So, this was... Uh, to everyone's surprise, also my first time listening to this record. Uh, and, yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I am going to go with Strawberry Tea. That was, that was a, a lovely waltz. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just like it was it was gorgeous and spooky and weird and like just truly a product of that time, like of 
it, it was you know the late 60s like psychedelia was, was huge so there, there's like elements of that and like elements of you know kind of soundtrack type stuff yeah. happening and a lot of schmaltz i was but, a big fan of a lot of the psychedelia that wound up on this album that yeah. I definitely was not expecting. Yeah, it's like there, there's just it's just like the perfect blend of schmaltz and psychedelia that like really was, you know, that that was the shit at this time period and uh, yeah, I, I just, I thought it was like kind of haunting and like the chords were really nice and uh, I mean, I, I thought all the tracks on this record were great to be honest yeah. <laughs> but that, that one was uh, probably a favorite. Sure. Yeah, Strawberry Tea um, I, I wrote down a note it, it seems like it was probably listened to a lot by Pulp while they were working on uh, We Love Life their last album yeah uh, because just the arrangement and the melodies for this are something that totally like just several songs on that uh, drew directly from and it was produced by Scott Walker too who I could see him being an oddball enough to kind of be into this record and have it as like a reference point oh I'm sure yeah Christopher Whoo boy. Uh, there were a lot of songs on this that I really liked. Uh, I'm going to go with I'd, Then I'd Be Satisfied with Life. All I want is $50 million And steel skins to protect me from the cold uh, it, it was the right blend of being kind of earnest, but also being goofy. And uh, it was it was a song where this was a point in listening to the album where um, we weren't talking quite as much as we were through the rest of the album. But I looked around and everyone kind of had a smile on their face and was bobbing their head along to it. It was a good little country tune. Yeah, and like everyone just, this was the point where I was like, everyone's having a fun time listening to this album <laughs> yeah. right now. So uh, yeah, no, that, that'd probably get my vote. Uh, Strawberry Tea, uh, close second. Yeah, nice lap pedal work on, uh, well, on that track, too. I think yeah. everybody was kind of laughing during uh, Then I'd Be Satisfied With Life because there's that, that section where she's like, Oh, tiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to talk about the sexuality of this album at some point, but I don't think now is, now is the time. Yeah, yeah. The pure, unbridled, raw sexual power of Tiny Tim. <laughs> oh, God. Thomas? So it's my favorite song. It's your favorite song. My favorite song. I'm going to go with the one that got me in the door, which I'm just going to go tiptoe through the tulips. Tiptoe through the window, by the window, that is where I'll be. Come tiptoe through the tulips with me. Oh, tiptoe the garden, the garden. It's because I think that's... Yeah. That to it's me the is staple. Yeah, it's the staple. It's the epitome of the sound, and that's why he starts with it, and it sets the tone for the whole thing. It's what got me there, and it's what kept me there. And I do love Strawberry Tea, though. Like that's a really good <laughs> fucking song. Yeah, I loved his uh, his tongue clicks towards mm. the end of the song. Because yeah, at first yeah. I was wondering if it was like tuned woodblocks, and I was like, no, he's he's kind of doing like in tune tongue clicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good shit. Talented guy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Weird, but very talented. Yeah, which kind of go hand in hand. I feel. Yeah, a lot of the time. <laughs> I mean, Patrick's a talented musician, and he's weird. Look at him. Yeah. I'm so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, the only like kind of like not weird thing that he does is acts as a professional liaison to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> professional liaison to McDonald's. Totally normal. <laughs> I, should, I should make you business cards. <laughs> just start handing them out. Just go into McDonald's dining rooms. <laughs> just just hand them, them on them tables. <laughs> no, no, not even leave them on table. Like, hand them out directly to customers. Oh, God. 
How was your experience today? <laughs> it just has like Patrick's actual email address <laughs> on it. <laughs> Doesn't even say at McDonald's.com. Oh no. <laughs> it's oh. just like... So by the way, uh, you know how I get um, I get mistaken emails all the time because yeah. I've got a very basic rudimentary at gmail.com email address that yes. I'm not going to say here. Um, and a lot of people will email people who have a similar name to mine without thinking about it. The other day, I got a fucking reply yeah. to it somehow. I don't know how, but someone replied to an email that a different Christopher Brown sent them and changed the address in it so that they were <laughs> sending their reply to me. <laughs> what? And they were talking about going to Philadelphia. And uh, so I responded with it, and I was like, guys, that sounds awesome, but I think you're emailing the wrong person. By the way, check out Port Moriarty's. It's a really cool pub downtown for lunch. <laughs> And what they say? They responded and said, thanks for the recommendation and sorry for bothering you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, this seems to happen to you a lot for some reason. It does, yeah. For a while, I was part of like some sort of chamber of commerce or something, and I was actually like submitting votes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might as well. I mean, you, you reached out to me. I might as well weigh in. Well, in the, more than that, I had corrected them multiple times beforehand. So that's when I decided, like, okay, I'm going to have a little fun with this. And when they realize, they will stop. <laughs> and you ruined that Midwest town, by the way. <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually in Georgia. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, Georgia's where I get hit up from the most. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, kind of the same, same kind of, uh, vein as what Tom said. I'm going to go with, uh, living in the sunlight. Um... Because it's just it just brings me right back to that first episode of SpongeBob. Oh yeah, <laughs> Krabby Patties flying all over the place, and actually Liz sitting there and like you know ingesting this song. Uh, that fucking bass line is awesome. <laughs> There's a lot of great bass playing on this record. They, they, I mean, the musicianship on the album in general is pretty fantastic. But this is the first time I've actually really been like, oh, whoa! Like, there's actually some like talented people playing yeah, on this record. Yeah, yeah no, I don't really. I didn't really get a sense of who was playing on the record either. I couldn't find any uh, any, any of those listed on Wikipedia uh, or anything like that. I'm not sure if it was in the liner notes on the record. It's not. I, I checked the record. I checked Discogs and all music and everything. It, it seems pretty anonymous, unfortunately. It's all Tiny Tim. <laughs> Nine Inch Tim. Nine Inch Tim. <laughs> okay. Get it? Because he's, he's actually like pretty tall. Yeah, that, that is the joke. Is he really? Is he, he like he, a tall dude? He wasn't that tall. He was like 6'1", which I guess is on the taller side. But That's tall. That's tall-ish. Yeah, he's... How tall are you, Tom? I'm 6'3". Well, people weren't over four feet tall until the 70s. So yeah, that's right. true, true. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was what we would call a pioneer or a hero. The giant. <laughs> Those are the three words. <laughs> <laughs> to describe tiny... T- actually, you know what? Perfectly accurate. <laughs> Perfectly fucking accurate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Patrick. I have a feeling uh, I know... <laughs> What uh, everybody's least favorite song is going to be, but I'll let you uh, let you kick it off. Really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I think I'm gonna kind of throw your expectations oh, into okay. the ringer here. I'm gonna go with uh, "This Is All I Ask." As I approach the prime of my life, I find I have the time of my life, learning to enjoy at my leisure all the simple pleasures. And so I happily concede. Oh, all right. Uh, the final track, and you know what? 
it's because it left me wanting more. Wow. Oh, okay. I thought we said, we, I thought we, said we, we can't do that. What do you mean? Oh, wait, Greg, yeah, we Greg did, we, we did make that rule, yeah, yeah. for uh, for Anima. Wait, oh, wait, no, Greg copyright? No, we already, we already had this argument. All right, well, wait, we'll, what's the rule? Agree to disagree. It's it's heaven and hell, and it was Greg. Agree to disagree. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry to open up those wounds. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, no, and I think it was just... Um, Tell you what, if I'm right, you have to buy me a hot dog. No, I'm not fucking gambling with you, you <laughs> fucking degenerate. <laughs> Two hot dogs. Oh, okay, yeah, that's better. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there, and it was kind of just... Uh, there wasn't anything, like, weird or anything to kind of bring me in either. It was just... It, it, kind of uh, fell into the background a little bit for me, too. Uh, which, I guess, in, in a way, left me wanting a little more weirdness on it as well. It, it was a fine track, though. I guess I think, like, everything here was of the same cloth for the most part. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Fill Your Heart. Fill your heart with love today don't play the game of time things that happen in the past and for me that was uh that was the point in the album where i'd kind of had enough of uh of the general gist of things and i think this is all i asked benefited from specifically i got you babe coming right before it mm. which was just so weird and so out there and just such a weird performance that it, it kind of like made a lesser track kind of stand out in a weird way as a result. So yeah, Fill Your Heart to me was kind of, um, it was where I started zoning a bit. That was yeah. the, the, the comments I had, or the notes I had for that one were, it was like, that one was like the most like a movie score kind of, like I felt like that end of that song was very like, you know, the fucking protagonist of the movie is like marching somewhere to fucking do some good or some shit, I don't know. <laughs> He's marching to McDonald's HQ yeah. to let them know about the <laughs> drive through situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fill Your Heart was also, uh, Bowie did that song on Hunky Dory as well, uh, and I'm honestly struggling to remember what that sounded like. <laughs> Must be one that I typically skip. <laughs> we should compare and contrast the two. We see who did a better job. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean at this point, you, Tiny you, Tim's is the most present in my head. I mean, and that's, that's also a dangerous thing, because David Bowie covers are not a done deal. Because um, oh god yeah pinups is fucking I can't listen to that album it's fucking awful oh I mean God only knows his cover on oh, yeah. is, is one of the worst things I've ever heard yeah no a, a Bowie cover is usually just like I want to give a friend of mine some royalty money so I'll cover the Stooges on this <laughs> yeah. album Thomas my least favorite least favorite okay this one's weird uh, and it makes me feel weird and it's Daddy Daddy what's heaven like. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one to go with, I think. That is creepy. It's, it's not that I don't like it, but I, if I have to pick a least favorite, this is the one that makes me feel the weirdest. Because he's not only playing the part of a young child, I'm thinking like in bed, yeah. with, with like a lisp, who's asking his dad what heaven's like uh, because his mom is there. It, it seems like the prequel to a Christmas shoe situation. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> Yeah, just in the fact that the kid has the line, how long by car, like, all I could think about was just, like, it, it won't be long, son, just a couple of hours in the garage. Jesus. 
Was Patrick in the bathroom for that one when we were Possibly. talking about it? Possibly. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Missed that one? <laughs> That's so good. But just, yeah. just, a, just this fucking 15 seconds right into a wall. <laughs> you get there super quick. No, we don't want to scare him. No. How long, does it, how long does it take to get the car up to like 60 miles an hour? Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh God. But yeah, that one st- it stuck with me in a weird way. Yeah, uh, that's going to be my least favorite as well. Uh, it's just, it's a fucking creepy, weird song about <laughs> this dad who doesn't know how to tell his kid about death. So I, I like the, the Christmas shoes comparison, because that implies that there was like a twist where like the mom <laughs> didn't end up dying, but the dad did instead. Yeah, yeah. The mom so, holds on. I'm going to have to, uh, going to have to part the kimono here a little bit. And uh, reveal, I have no idea what you guys are talking about with Christmas shoes. Can what, someone? What do you mean? You have, me? You've never heard of Christmas shoes? No. Oh. Wow. It's a very depressing Christmas song. Well, there's a Christmas song and then a movie thing. Wait, yeah, there's, there's like a whole Hallmark. There's, there's, there's a whole Hallmark movie. There's two movies to too. And, a, and a really popular song about Christmas shoes, mm-hmm. uh, and it involves a young child going into a store and begging the clerk uh, so to, to buy these shoes for his mom on Christmas Eve because okay. she's gonna die and he wants to do something nice. Basically, Whoa. So the idea yeah, of the super song fucking is, sad. All right, so it, it, a Christian band wrote the song. They're called uh, New Song. New Song. Oh yeah. <laughs> I listen like, to this every year. So, uh, so yeah, new song. Tom's wrote, got a video. When, 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 <laughs> so when, the idea of the song is, yeah, or like the the hook of the song is like, can I please buy these shoes, shoes for, for mommy? Me. So like when she meets Jesus tonight. Yeah, dude, okay. they lay it on thick. <laughs> which uh, th- there's a, there's saw a mommy meeting Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> which I, I, I'm going to avoid doing underneath the, whole, uh, the overpass last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm going to try to avoid doing shtick on it because Pat Oswalt does a whole fucking amazing bit on that song. Oh, he you does. Definitely okay. go check um, out. Yeah, I'm wholly unaware of this. So this is wow. this okay. is a fucking new world for me. This is this Oh yeah. Is, you you gentlemen have provided me my evening tonight. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like, you know, getting yourself wrapped up on the couch on a on a warm January evening to watch Christmas shoes. <laughs> I believe starring Rob Lowe. Oh yeah, Rob Lowe's in it. So Jesus what Christ. what era are we talking? Uh, early 2000s. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so it's he, like a new metal thing. Okay. So he was still kind of um, <laughs> he was still kind of encumbered by the whole like sex tape thing at this point. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kind of taking roles where he could. Yeah. And then yeah. and then I believe there was a sequel. Who I think Neil Patrick Harris is then in that one. Okay. okay. I now want to do a new metal version of Christmas Shoes. Done deal. Yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking go. I, I've got my baritone guitar. Let's make this happen. <laughs> I've got a, a track suit. <laughs> this, this, this is a that'll fit. This is kind of a, a little off track. I just want to talk about Rob Lowe for a second, if we can. Okay. Have, have any of you ever seen the uh, made-for-TV miniseries of uh, The Stand? I have not. Mm, no, I know it exists. I have not. not. Um, he plays a deaf person in it, mm. and mind you, what? without like speaking, uh, yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> mind you, without <laughs> speaking at any point. He somehow manages to be really offensive in his betrayal. Oh, oh no! <laughs> of just do, trying to do like sign, mu- uh, sign, uh, sign, sign music. music. Yeah, sign language. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I believe that Tom is conducting. conducting. <laughs> yeah, just doing sign language and like uh, he his he, just because he's not talking doesn't mean he's not using his mouth in this film. And uh, yeah, it's I, I don't care for it. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Uh, him trying to do a portrayal of someone who's deaf when, like, well, he's usually a, like a dick in all of his movies, isn't he? Is there are there any movies he where he's was? Like, well, he was up until probably Parks and Recreation when he came in and was yeah. like the complete opposite. Yeah, 
super positive. I mean, kind of obnoxious, but like ultimately has a big heart sort mm-hmm. of character on that show. Yeah. That was like the first sort of nice guy character I've seen him play. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Maybe Christmas shoes. Although, I, don't <laughs> Christmas shoes. I don't know. Because <laughs> he, he played Jesus in that movie, right? That's right. Yeah, you know, he's the one who's like, kid, you got to lose these shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't getting into heaven with those fucking kickers. <laughs> what are those Air Force Ones, dude? You're not coming up here with those. Yeah. Crocs only up here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus wore sandals. Like, he, he should be one to fucking talk. Did, when you were in middle school, did kids ever call uh, sandals Air Jesuses? Because <laughs> they did in my school. No, I guess that's amazing. No. Nope. We weren't that, I guess, yeah, we weren't that imaginative in Norwood. <laughs> Patrick, what's, what? your, what's your MVP moment? Oh, shit. I had to think of an MVP moment, huh? Yep. Um, oh, I got my oh, I have loaded. One. Um, <laughs> I have one. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a bad feeling it might be someone else's. Uh, the intro to Ever Since You Told Me I Was a Nut. The birds are coming, 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 the birds lunacy just amazing <laughs> just, just pure lunacy like you, you can only get that on, on god bless tiny <laughs> um cb for me i'm gonna go with uh welcome to my dream which opens up with um this big like vocal solo section where he's applying a lot of vibrato to his voice like an unnatural amount but <laughs> yeah. um the the specific moment <laughs> The specific MVP moment I'm referring to, however, is that fucking menacing drop that happens uh, halfway through the song after he sings for a little bit. But welcome to my dream. It just sounds sinister and evil, and I was fucking on board with this album as soon as I heard that. Yeah, as soon as those, like, augmented chords start coming in. <laughs> yeah. I, my note for that song was, is Tiny Tim an alternate universe uh, Alice Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> like, welcome to my nightmare, welcome to my dream. Ooh, we got something there. Oh, nice. Yeah. I can dig this. Yeah. They should collab. I know. I know. <laughs> Hey, Tim. Tim, it's Alice. You haven't been answering your phone for a while. I just want to collab, buddy. Yeah. All right. I'll be at the golf course. I've been calling you since 1996. What's going on? Oh, yeah. So I was reading about his death, and that was like the saddest fucking thing, because apparently he had received several warnings from his doctors to like stop performing and stop playing shows because he was having issues with his heart uh, in complications with diabetes and and some other other, like physical issues. And... He told his wife the night he died before he went on stage, like, I'm not feeling great, but I can't let the fans down. And what really bummed me out about that is Wikipedia, uh, or what I was reading for um, the the source as, as what happened, said that basically people were leaving halfway through the show and he was performing to fewer and fewer people as he went on and finished the show. So basically he was playing to a half empty room by the time he was done Yikes. and he was doing it to not disappoint anyone. And then he ended up having a heart attack that night. 
That's fucked up. Yeah, I felt really bad for the guy because it's like he just seemed so earnest and so like ready to like perform because he thought people were out there just wanting to have a good time. And yeah, that's that's ended ended up being what did him in. I would have felt so shitty if I left that show. Early. Oh man. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Though, if you're listening and you left that show. I hope you fucking feel bad. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, I hope you die. No, no, no feel bad's good. No, <laughs> feel bad works. <laughs> no, because, yeah, death is too easy. You got to live with that pain. Yeah, yeah I, I want you to spend the rest of your life thinking about what you did. To Tiny <laughs> Tim. Yeah, I mean, he's a true artist in that sense, right? And, yeah. that's, and that's why I think I like listening to him is because there's always a sincerity to what he's doing yeah 100 percent. and like i like that and like he's gonna be him and, and, and think one of my favorite parts about him is i feel like what we heard he'd be doing by himself in his fucking basement and we yeah. just happen to hear it yeah. you know like he's just doing this anyway and then people actually liked it yeah i always appreciate someone who's like sort of sub subverting the uh the fame paradigm like that for sure mm. Yeah, I feel I like I feel like he probably had a similar uh, trajectory that Warren's even had, where he probably started out doing these tours with like a big band and everything like that. And as time went on, it was basically just like him, his ukulele, and like a road manager driving around in a station wagon. Mm. And like uh, that that's awful. That sucks for someone who who is is you know putting themselves out there and and trying to entertain. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I remember. Um, I mean, other than hearing the the two popular songs, the the only other real exposure I had to Tiny Tim was I saw some. Uh, it was an episode of Howard Stern where Tiny Tim was on it, and Howard Stern was just pissing him off the entire time. <laughs> Big <laughs> surprise. I, because I guess I don't know if he if Tiny Tim was religious or if he became really religious, but uh, mm. I guess uh, he just got he he became like this really religious guy, and Howard Stern was just like fucking digging into him he just kept jesus going like oh jesus yeah exactly he kept saying jesus christ and Tiny was like, how can you please stop saying that <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny yeah no it, it is pretty funny but it's just like that's yeah that's yeah unfortunate yeah howard stern's an asshole uh tom mvp yes um mvp moment is some of the uh, best advice life advice i think i've gotten and it's from this album is uh never hit your grandma with a shovel hit your grandma with a shovel it makes a bad impression on her mind because uh, it leaves a bad impression on her mind yeah. so i stopped hitting uh, my grandma with a shovel years ago there yeah. are so many goddamn one-liners on this album it's so good <laughs> that that was a great line yeah yeah what was the one you were cracking up about about the eating breakfast on the porch oh um let your man go home tonight or have his breakfast here. <laughs> that was like great. That sounds like a very like 18th century New England saying. <laughs> it does. Feels right. All right. Yeah, you uh, can eat your breakfast and eat it too. <laughs> <laughs> My MVP uh, actually was going to be, uh, so this is going to be an honorable mention because I actually this was going to be my MVP, MVP, Jesus Christ, MVP, MVP. Uh, and then the further on in the album, I found a better one. But uh, my my honorable mention is going to be that fucking sweet little organ part at the beginning of uh, "Stay Down Here Where You Belong." Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that was a cool little intro there. But my actual MVP moment is going to be the reverse reverb on the vocals in uh, the other side. One eye is brown. The other is a brow. I am a fish. I swim around. 
say I'm lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. song overall was a fucking trippy, fucking awesome thing. I mean, other than the, yeah. the laughing and the orgasm. Again, uh, true, true, like just pure <laughs> lunacy. I, yeah. I, 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 that was a, a close second for me, the other side. Yeah, I was, I was into that. All right. I have a question. Go, Tom. Um, okay. So, who do you think the target audience for the album was? If, are you asking on behalf of the label, or are you asking on behalf of Tiny Tim? Well, both, maybe. Because for Tiny Tim, I don't think there was an intended audience. I thought he just had a, a lot of fun doing this, and as long as there were interested people in hearing his music, he wanted to put it out and just have them hear it. Sure. Okay, so then what, who do you think would, would be consume this album the most? Like, who would be drawn to it? Well, I think that would have to do with probably the marketing behind this, which I would assume would be pushing the novelty angle on it. So yeah. I, I think it probably got sold a little short uh, by some people who might actually really like it because it was probably pushed as like, oh, here's that jokester Tiny Tim with his album. Yeah, I, I imagine this is like a family album, like for kids at yeah. times, because it has that like kitschiness. At, Minus at, the orgasms. Yeah, I was going to say. But like those, <laughs> yes, they're orgasms, but also they're not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. what is an orgasm? Do we even know this? <laughs> hey, I've never if it, weren't for, if it weren't for orgasms, none of us would be here, okay? Well, <laughs> can you say that with certainty? Maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe we're all just pickled like Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Uh, yeah, I, I think, like, the, the target audience has changed over the years, too. It, it, it kind of comes with, with the you know, what contextually uh, is going on, too. I feel like over the years, it definitely kind of started to veer into the obscuro uh, territory, as you know, uh, kind of, which is like extreme novelty almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I so I'm, I'm just going to show my hand early on this, uh, just get it out of the way, because my comparable album for this is uh, Gorilla by Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. And um, I see so many similarities what? between this. <laughs> Bonzo, Dog, Bonzo yeah. Dog Doodah Band. They it's were, real. Uh, yeah, it's real. Um, they're basically there were like a few different core members of the band, but one of them was uh, Neil Ennis, who wrote a ton of music for Monty Python, was in with them. Oh, okay. The rest of the band was tight with the Beatles. Like they're they're like they were a known quantity in late '60s England. Um, but yeah, just your reaction is perfect to that because their album Gorilla is fucking fantastic. But I think a lot of times it gets written off as a novelty album because there is a like a big comedic angle to it. But there are fucking good songs on it too. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that that was one of my. I had a few comparable albums. That was definitely on there. But I had a feeling that you were gonna pick that one. Uh, so I mean, I got angry when Jim selected you to go first because I'm like, Patrick's gonna fucking pick Gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a, I had a couple others backed up just in case. Uh, I mean, Captain Beefheart's Safe as Milk was an obvious one. It's like similar time frame, uh, same producer, same kind of uh, you know psychedelic meets weird, slightly comedic. Uh, like Beefheart was not quite as comedic and, and novelty and was a little more just fucking weird and, and just like making <laughs> weird ass crazy. noises. Yeah. yeah. And like just kind of a lot of weird noises and, and, and vocal uh, tricks and stuff. Uh, and I'm also going to go with uh, Butterscots in a world because that, <laughs> which is a, a group that I play with, with Joel Simkiss and uh, obviously, yeah, just like I, I'm hearing all sorts of fucking AM pop, weird psychedelic shit happening on this record that uh, Butterscots definitely, hugely influenced by Tom you get a comparable album I don't really I, I don't know what to say just I, I like that just 
Fuck you guys. No. <laughs> I've no, I'm I, I no, I have no idea what I could compare it to. Oh. All right. Uh I might have two. Maybe I could fill one in for you. Okay. Uh so I was going to go with um Pink Floyd's The Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Oh. Sure. The song Bike specifically. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Just yeah. fucking wackadoo. Um and uh I don't have a Zappa album specifically, but Zappa does some fucking weird ass shit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the the Sid Barrett and Zappa uh, comparisons are pretty apt, for sure. Man, that would be a great tour, just like fucking Zappa and Beefheart and Pink Floyd and Tiny Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something Sid like Barrett like, era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like it only happened in like 1968 for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's rate this motherfucker, Patrick. I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight is my. Apparently, my go-to rating for anything that is I I can't see any fault with because <laughs> I don't I can't see any fault with this record. It it fucking it it delivers. You get Tiny Tim, you get the ukulele, and you also get all this other great shit that like is totally <laughs> unexpected. I it was it was it was more than I thought it was going to be, and I really uh, I, I appreciated it, and I could definitely see myself listening to this again uh, of my own volition. <laughs> uh, so, if this album were a couple songs shorter, I would probably give it a nine. Uh, I fucking loved this album. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, it's I didn't purchase it during this listen, <laughs> but it is in my Amazon wish list. Uh, I I definitely want to acquire this album at some point. Um, I think I do it, too. It, actually, it, it would have been a solid nine if it were a little bit shorter. Uh, but as it stands, it's an eight, and it's a strong eight. Uh, I highly recommend if you're listening to this, go fucking listen to this album because it's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, very pleasantly surprised, mm-hmm. Tommy. You know, I I, I don't want to follow suit here, but I mean, I I kind of feel like in this is the same eight strong eight plus range, not quite a nine. Yep. Uh, I I listened to this album a whole lot about eight years ago when I, I got a ukulele and I was playing around, and then I started to look into Tiny Tim a little bit, and I was just mm-hmm. like. Listen to this album on repeat for like a summer, and I feel like it just stuck with me all those years. And I was glad to, I got this vinyl for my birthday. Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it until we listened to it together. Uh, so you, you said it's a 900 copy release, yeah. It's uh, I don't have yeah, it's some sort of exclusive somewhere. It's 900 yeah. pink of the uh, pink vinyls made of these, nice, nice. which is neat, but uh, yeah, I'd say, but I'd say eight and a half. Uh, because we'll call I, it a strong eight, we don't have we don't, we don't do halves, no. no. No, we don't. We don't do any of that pitchfork nonsense. We do strongs and weeks. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. that's your way to signify like uh, it's okay, closer so st- to nine. But okay, so strong eight then. Strong that's eight. where I'll end. <laughs> I'm also gonna give it an eight. Very, very, Woo! very, very pleasantly surprised. I was, I was hesitant when uh, Tom sent me the picture last night of all the albums. What he, he wanted to do, I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah, it was either uh, this or Black Dahlia Murder. <laughs> those, those were my two. Yeah, I don't know enough we made the about right choice. Black Dahlia, so. Uh, that's a great album too. Yeah. Like, that's good stuff. Well, maybe we'll have to do that one at some point in the future. I remember there was a um, there, old fucking YouTube video. We're, we're talking like early mid two thousands of uh, of a Black Dahlia Murder song, but like it, it's like really cheap fucking like Microsoft Paint animation, and and it's like. You can't since you like can't quite understand the lyrics. They like tried to rewrite yes, them. I've seen the, like yeah. those types of things. Yeah, I remember that era. <laughs> yeah, there, there's like a. I I, I remember the lines like the like, uh, like the something of diving into steak. <laughs> like it, 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 like the line was obviously something else, but yeah. like they show the animation of like a guy like diving into a fucking New York strip. <laughs> 
Good shit. Mm. Yeah. So an eight. A solid eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that the first time? Well, I mean, it's not the first. It's time. It's the first unanimous rating. Unanimous eight rating that isn't. Oh no, it's 10. not. Anima. Well, Anima yes, is the first. Yes, unanimous. correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that's good. We did it. Yeah, All right. Well, thank, thanks for showing us that, Tom. Yeah, that, wow. that was awesome. <laughs> thank you for having me, guys. That was yeah. great. It was a great time. Oh, I want to say something, too, uh, about Tiny Tim. Uh, on a lot of his tracks, and I don't think it's intended. We talked about his orgasms, whether they're orgasms or not. I think I think he just is sexy. He's a sexy guy. <laughs> he has sexuality that he can't control. And that's, oh, yeah. It's just constantly coming out of him. And I feel like that's why people constantly think he's creepy. coming out of yeah, him. Yeah, dude. It's, yeah. Well, and I feel like that's why people think he's creepy. They see him and they yep. know he's creepy and because they're just not attracted to that. Yeah. Yeah. But he is sexual and that's what hits people. He's weirdly, like on the cover of this album, like weirdly kind of creepy sexy like Robert Smith almost. <laughs> like, yeah, he looks like he looks like a bizarro Robert Smith that made some poor life choices. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which is weird, weird looking, coming from Robert like, Smith. Yeah. <laughs> More bizarre? Okay. Um... My feet hurt. Oh, still? That's how my 2020 has been. How has yours been? Uh, my feet have been relatively <laughs> okay. Uh, I haven't had any issues with my feet in a while. Um, you know, I do have a fucking ingrown nail that I really need to take care of. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> well, if you, if you ask Jim nicely, he'll nibble at it for you. <laughs> I don't think I don't think he can access it. It's it's just fucking in there. Oh, <laughs> I tell you, he, he loves a challenge. <laughs> I tell you, you need you, to cut some I, uh, skin away. You need to lance it. I'm not. I'm not grossed out very easily, but I, I'm telling you, I'm not putting Patrick's fucking foot in my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. It's and, not and this is And this is where we have arrived at episode yeah. 54. I think I, I, I would probably lick your asshole before I lick your feet. Whoa. Yeah. All right. Would you put Tiny Tim's foot in your mouth? That, that's, uh, I, I, no, I'm right there with you. Fucking feet. No, thanks. No, I I like feet, just not your feet. He's a foot feet. guy. That's why God is punishing him with these gouts. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, oh my God, yeah. So yeah, I got gout again, and I was like, what the fuck? Because I've been eat, trying to eat healthy in the new year, and I'm actually down like eight pounds, which is cool. Nice. Um, yeah. Eight. 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 It's a fucking theme here. Eight pounds after this eight-rated album that you listened to eight years ago. Whoa! <laughs> it feels like the eighth time. Oh! <laughs> feels like the eighth time. Recorded on the eight pre. Yeah. Fuck. I was going to say, is this the eighth of January? But it's not. <laughs> no, it's not, unfortunately. Um, no, but it is... 10 10 currently 10 hold on 10 if we wait just uh once we just keep delaying this over and over until the time changes to the next minute which then will it'll be saturday january 11th at 10 and it's going to be something that we've the been longest talking fucking about minute of my and life and then it's a yeah it'll get there soon <laughs> just give it another second and and then Jim just edit this out so it works 108 Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna. Oh, it is 108 now. <laughs> Perfect. So I, you gotta wait the actual minute, guys. Come on. You guys. Well, were, oh, we did, but um, I'm just asking Jim after the fact to edit that out because that's yeah. just fucking. So nonsense. you guys were. Uh, <laughs> you guys were giving me shit earlier because like I posted a, obviously posted a Facebook status when I was like on the road here. <laughs> I was like, no, I really needed to uh, get this idea out, which was everything bagel soda. <laughs> so, but like, it God, imagine, imagine if you died. Like if you if you were, if were my final accident, words, yeah, and that thing. got out, that would be your fucking legacy. <laughs> I'm I always fine with that. I always said you know because I, I travel a lot for work and I'm always like one of the because I'm fucking crazy. Uh, one of the things that goes through my head when I'm on the plane is if this plane goes down, 
what would my Facebook status be? What would I try to get out before the plane hit the so, ground? So first off, you just made a jerk off motion, uh, and second well, off, get that what, out. Yeah, yeah. get that out. Um, <laughs> you, so you would post on Facebook as opposed to like trying to call a loved one or something. Well, he's addressing all well, of his who, loved yeah, ones. Yeah, who am I? I mean, I can't get to everybody. I love a lot of people. Yeah, hmm? I would just post Stalin did nothing wrong. <laughs> just leave that out. <laughs> <laughs> just really fucking put that question into people's heads. I just fucking, uh, fucking post ouch, period. <laughs> that would be that would be epic. See you later, alligator. <laughs> Anyways, off that first comment on, on that status that I made about everything bagel soda was just an old coworker going. Don't do it, Pat. <laughs> Don't do what? You got people out there that care about you, man. <laughs> like, all I said was everything bagel soda. <laughs> like, don't invent it. Don't. I, I wish you'd step back from that ledge, my friend. <laughs> are, are we done? Yeah, we gotta, we got to plug some stuff. You guys yeah, got anything? Right. You want to plug anything, Patrick? Uh, Not this week. Uh, that Facebook post that he just made. <laughs> well, yeah, Patrick. follow me on, on social media for, for more fucking farm fresh bullshit <laughs> you got anything cb uh yeah just the other shows on the zero science network uh give them a listen clamshell case files jukebox zeros with our own uh little baby boy patrick uh Yay! provided he doesn't die on a highway while posting <laughs> <Yeah>. something <laughs> tommy you want to post any i mean plug anything yeah i'll post something um <laughs> you post something yeah, on post, the yeah. on the air sure <laughs> Uh, I, I made a movie a few months ago. You sure did. Uh, called uh, Stray. It's a short horror film. Oh, yeah. Won an award. Uh, is, is it available online? It is not currently. So right now it's going through film festivals. Got it. Uh, and it will be doing that probably up until the summer, fall of this year. Okay. Um, so if they're in the area, I mean, there are going to be some in the New England area. So if they're around here, go check out uh, go check out Stray and uh, Fatfoot Films uh, for more information on Stray. Cool. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. I did some stuff on it too. Yeah, that's right. You you were. Uh, I was the third additional sound mixer. And then after the movie, Tom's like, you know, you, you really should have been second, not third. I did. I well, because I I believe that is true. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. You still have all my equipment. Too. I do. I showed you how much today. I use it. So you yeah. guys, so you, you guys were a poly couple looking for a third. That that's how you guys uh, hooked up. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, just just go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I guess that's it. I guess that's it. I guess that's the show. Oh, we're going to be doing uh, the RPM. Oh, yeah. That's going to be coming out uh, March 1st, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> RPM. Theoretically. The it's RPM basically like the 48 hour, but you oh, get that, them, yes. but, yeah. but an album, yeah, over the course Speaking of Speaking of the 48 hour, we just signed up for that, baby. You did? did? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Get ready for more content, America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you did the Boston one? Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. We yeah. were considering the Providence one, but oh. I don't want to do it. With the Fatfoot films, guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you're fucking filmed out. I don't want to do it. Well, I'll tell you, if you want to hop on our crew just for the sake of helping out. Just for the ha-has. Maybe. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Cool. Just yeah. for the shits and giggles. We still yeah, we can, we can Specifically the shits. We can... <laughs> it's a spectrum. We, we can promise you no responsibility. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Tom, for coming in. Oh, yeah, thank thanks. you for having me. And uh, showing us the Tiny Tims. God bless him. Tom showed the tiny toms, and we—I mean, tiny tims—and we had Tim on in the last. <laughs> he episode showed us his did... tiny toms, and then we listened to tiny toms. <laughs> he has Tony toms. Tiny toms. He has multiple. Well, yeah, I, I was my balls. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Did, oh, okay. You didn't catch that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. 
Those are my tiny toms, and then I have my large tom. <laughs> Let's please end. I have to poop. <laughs> please end. All right. Hey, yeah, uh, this has been uh, Old Men Yell at Cloud. Uh, check out all the other shows on the Zero Science Network. Like Christopher said, Christopher's shaking his head at me because I don't know how to speak. It's because my feet hurt, okay? My feet fucking hurt. All right. Uh, that's it. I'm Jim. I'm Patrick. I'm Christopher. We'll see you in hell. <laughs> Remember a time when the internet wasn't a cesspool? When Nickelback was not the lazy comedian's punchline? When The Last Jedi or Ghostbusters didn't ruin anyone's childhood? We do. Nickelbackin' is a monthly podcast hosted by three longtime friends who really just need an excuse to shoot the shit. But in the meantime, they'll call out some internet hyperbole bullshit while they're at it. Do you secretly enjoy the smooth taste of Dunkin' Donuts coffee? Maybe you're a fan of the work of Jim Carrey. Hell, maybe you even like Nickelback. We don't, but we're in their corner, and by default, we're in your corner too. Listen to Nickelbackin' on the Zero Science Network, wherever you download podcasts. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.